Hey guys, this is Jesus and the following Patreon listeners. Gordon D. Duke, Go313, Nick Morgan, Riley Roberts, Mike N., Timu Halasharu, M. Nochaz, Sekana Gaudi, Mike's Mind, Nathan Aldana, Rick Browder, and John H. Perry. Thanks for helping these undead fight the horrors of the night. I will follow your commands. <sighs> Not commands, just requests. A shepherd does not deny the stick to the sheep. Do not deny what we are. We are your pets, your slaves. Do not try to honey net to, to, to make it a better taste in our mouths. We are risen. We taste nothing. We feel nothing. The child over there might pretend to have anger, but it's just an echo of what it was. Isn't that right, child? You wave a stick at me, I'll burn it, old man. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Fanable Podcast Network. And today, we're diving to the world of Nightfell. It is a world that is mostly plains and deserts, with life consisting, usually consisting of various insects of various sizes, from small to large, maybe the size of an elephant, and flora, and usually in the form of fungus or algae. The reason for this being that this world, some would say suffers, depending on your point of view, from 90 days, no, sorry, 90 years of pure sunlight. And this is the only form of life usually that can survive, except for humanity and the small million life like rats and mice that you might find in different corners. But after that 90 years, it is 10 years of darkness. And in those 10 years, humanity has to hide within the massive cities because in those 10 years, various Lovecraftian horrors, one could say, and other creatures come out from underground to assault the wall, the cities to try to destroy humanity. But humanity has a defense, because in this world, in those 10 years, through, some would say through myth, the, the powers of a god, the dead rise, if they're capable of doing so, if their bodies aren't too rotted away in those 90 years. To prevent that from happening, there are embalmers, whose goal in those 90 years is to embalm the dead and perform rituals to ensure that although they're although they have their they're not brain-eating zombies from fiction, they're regular people who are just risen up, they follow the order of the living, because all that matters is that they follow the orders of the Embalmers Guild and the council, the no rich nobles of each city, to protect humans from the horrors outside. That's all that matters. There in this society are individuals, rare individuals with magic called light shapers, who are able to manipulate fire. And one of these individuals, during the beginning, so during, let's say, around the five-year mark of these, this night time, is before the council, before several members of the Embalmers Guild, as well as several members of nobility of the council, making his case before one of his mentors, Nebetia, an older woman, a lightbringer like yourself, who has... I would say she's probably in her uh, late 60s, dark hair, uh, dark hair, dark skin, looking down at you along with the rest of the nobility. And I say again, Usani, 
I appreciate how thorough you've been. But I've told you again that Madre is a dangerous area. It makes perfect sense for many arisen. Our dead brothers and sisters. Two have been lost in patrols there. Okay, okay, I, I, I understand that it's a dangerous area, and therefore patrols will be lost. But with all, with all due respect, I, I, I find the council's lack of curiosity about what exactly is happening to these patrols out there to be concerning. If there is something, look, I, I, you mentioned my thoroughness, and, and you can see in, in the papers that, that that I put here that that the the amount of patrols lost in that area is is far higher and i clearly showed you on the other papers from the previous night times for generations from over a hundred years ago over 200 years ago over 300 years ago that area has always been dangerous we have lost many risen there but if you can obviously from your other notes that you apparently refuse to read our city of sekharma is one of the safest cities on this world. Clearly, we're doing something right, don't you think? Yes, for, for, for now, but with the, there's a threat, and we don't we don't know what's out there, and nobody seems to care. <sighs> I understand that you, as a young light shaper, wish to prove yourself, perhaps. But now is not the time for heroics to go out and fight an evil. All that matters is that we survive for five more years. And that's what I'm trying to get us to do. It's five, we're five years away from the end of this, and there's something over. <sighs> and he like uh, like just takes a breath, trying to calm himself. And and any any candles or flames around the area, kind mm-hmm. of like. And, you know, Calm yourself, Husani. My apologies, but he bows deeply, trying to like mm-hmm. you know. I, 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 my passions grow too fiery at times. I, I mm-hmm. perhaps I, I should retire and 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 consider and consider the council's wisdom. You do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I go ahead and retire to your room. Relax. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Take the week off. I don't not in need of your services for a while. <sighs> that is that, you, you honor me with your mercy and yes. and, and, and with wisdom. Yes, take a uh, vacation. You've never takes those. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. relax. Yes, that's clearly what I Clearly, what I need to do just to just relax and mm-hmm. not uh, not think about this. So do hard. not do you not. You know, it's 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 been five years. We just we just need to get through five. Yes, more. You may leave. Of and see the you see the rest of the nobility just giving the nobility like just a haughty look. Like oh, you may go. Yes. Is it in yet? And uh, and yeah, uh, uh, Husani uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, gives another stiff bow and mm-hmm. turns and stalks out of the room. I will 
as you're stalking our room, I'm going to give you two other notes mm-hmm. for you because you have been given you have been given those notes of the previous times yes, yes, yes. that the previous centuries. And yes, it's your area has always been safer. And yes, that area of Madre, which is that mountain range, has always had a higher the number number of risen. Mm-hmm. But you also notice a well, one thing related to those notes: every century, the number of risen lost there has well risen. Mm-hmm. Significantly so. Yes. Sometimes doubly so. Number two, unrelated to that, and this may be unrelated, mm-hmm. but she was right. This area, is t- this city tends to be one of the safest cities on the planet. Significantly safer than other cities, like, which is why the idea of vacation should be foreign to you, but in this city, it happens. Right. Uh, so, yes, he, uh, so he you know, storms off. Um, and you know, it, the tips of his fingers occasionally, you know, sparking. Uh, anytime he passes near a near a flame, you know, his emotion's still high, and he mm-hmm. um, reaches sort of a a point where uh, he looks off, and he, you know, if he turns to the left, he can see the uh, the hallways and streets or whatever that lead to wherever he, wherever he lives. I don't know, um, uh, which is where he was told to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then to the right uh, leads out to the. Uh, I'm assuming there's a district of town where the embalmers uh, usually work. Yes, there's uh, the embalmers. Yeah, would be in like the noble district. Yeah, but he's the, he's not looking for the for the, ah, the reputable. Nice. I see. Yes, I see. Yes. Okay, you would do know that they're unofficially they know this place exists. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the underground parts market. Yes. Because there is the city is massive, and there are, and since everyone does rise up from the grave in those ten years, mm-hmm. and there are people who know how to preserve a body even beyond the embalmers, mm-hmm. many people like the idea of having their loved ones come back, but not forcing them to become well, not mindless, but like soldiers against yeah. their will. Yeah. So there is an underground society of people who basically preserve preserve their their families' bodies so yes. they can rise up in those 10 years. And there is also an underground parts market where if, say, this Risen loses a body part, it can be easily replaced yep, because yep. that's how undead work. Yep. And you do know there are individuals you can call upon. Yep. Because I have a plan. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, yeah, he, uh, he you know, kind of looks around, uh, does a quick check to make sure no one's particularly following him. Um, mm-hmm. And then he starts making his way to the more disreputable parts of town. Mm-hmm. And you do go to one of the more the more common areas of the city, the common poor districts. Yes. Uh, you turn a couple of dark corners, pass a couple of people who look at you oddly. Mm-hmm. As one of, you see one or two people like start to walk towards you, and then I'm assuming you cast a little flame. They're like, whoa, look at that. I'm walking a completely different direction for no good reason. Look at that. Oh, a wall. I'm going to stare at it. Yep. yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he, he's, he's not being like overt. He's not walking around with yep. like, you know, like tossing fireballs or anything mm-hmm. uh but he yeah he, he is not above when he needs to uh making a little uh flame dance along his fingers uh mm-hmm. in a clearly unnatural way when if somebody starts like giving him the evil eye mm-hmm. okay okay and like he's, he's on a mission yeah and as you turn the corner you go through you see the various stalls of the underground parts market it various individuals yelling their wares uh young uh uh, he wants a beautiful hand of a lovely maiden who drank some poor poison, but unaffected the hand. Look at the nails. Another person goes like, rough, tough, and hard warriors died in the gladiator's pit. Two 
too ripped apart, sadly, to be risen as a noble warrior, but his leg is something else. I mean, look how toned this is. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we he knows that there are, you know, that there's... Like sometimes people, uh, you know, uh, uh, come back and and uh, like you said, you know, there are uh, embalmers that can be paid to uh, to to you know do their work mm-hmm. on somebody who's not going to be uh, effectively registered, drafted into into mm-hmm. the army. Um, and I'm sure you know our people. And again, as, as a light shaper and somebody who you know who is who is known to the council enough to actually get an audience, um, even if he is he is mocked, he must have at least. I'm assuming he's 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 been a capable enough officer that you mm-hmm. know, he is he has some level of, of influence mm-hmm. you know, even if you know he's he's recently falling out of favor due to his current obsession right mm-hmm. um, but you know the authorities t- tend to know about you know who's who mm-hmm. uh, and I'm sure that our our you know we occasionally have a, a reason to use their services uh, you know nobody admits to it but occasionally it's like. I, I I need a favorite soldier patched up, and I don't have time mm-hmm. to wait for the requisition order to come in or whatever you know, stuff like that. Uh, so he's he's making a beeline for whoever he knows within this area that 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 would be one of those people or that could get him in touch with one of those people because he's mm-hmm. he's not looking for parts. He's looking for 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 freshly risen, uh, you know, full full bodied, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> full body. freshly freshly risen uh, okay. that are not that are not beholden to the. Uh, Mm. you know, to the organization because he's about to break the rules. Okay. So yeah, you turn a couple of more corners, pass a couple of more stalls, selling everything from ears to eyeballs. Mm-hmm. And you go into, in front of a door. There is no like, uh, this is an embalmer shop sign or anything like that. But you know clearly like from word of mouth, mm-hmm. this is the home of Passer. Passer being an individual with embalmer-like skills. He doesn't pronounce himself as an embalmer because that might put eyes in his direction. But if you want someone preserved beyond what is allowable, he might be your man. Right. Uh, yeah, he uh, knocks once and then you know opens the door and let himself in. Mm-hmm. And you, inside you see, not a shop, more like a comfortable living room area with a couple of seats Stuff like that. Not especially clean, but, you know, clean enough that you can sit down without shaking at the dirt filth around you. And you hear beyond the, uh, behind a closed door, like, I'll be a moment. Moment's all I have. Make it quick. Ah, customers are always so. And you, the door opens and you see from you a shortish, uh, wrinkly, older man, very dark skin, bald. He's like, uh, can I help you, sir? And, uh, yeah, he is... Do we, I'm assuming we have some level of some insignia of some yes. kind. Yes. Yeah. So he, he shifts and kind of like, you know, shows the cloak and shows like whatever mm-hmm. insignia, you know, yep. he's, he's his eyebrows raised like, uh, how can I help a, a bringer of the light such as yourself? And, uh, uh, Husani, uh, kind of just takes someone like, I'm not here. So, I am here as a bringer of the light, but I'm not here as, as a bringer of the light of, if you know what I mean, he, oh. he's clearly uncomfortable, uh. like doing, yeah, know, underground stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know? he he looks at you, he's like, "Oh my god, your first clandestine meeting." I, uh, oh my, oh by the by gods! First, <laughs> oh. I was, I was, oh I, I, wow! I shadowed a partner when I was starting. Oh, no, no, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's, it's fine, it's fine. I mean, I mean, are you are, are you gonna bribe me? I'm, are you gonna bribe me look, with some money, I some need- coins? Give him coins for me. Huh? Huh? I guess I have. Look, I 
have an offer. Um, I need, I, I need two, mm-hmm. two individuals. Two. Okay, look, is is, is the is the a word like offensive? Um, down here, it's like I, I, I need volunteers, and I don't want to. Um, I have. Uh, let me I, stop I, you right there. I'm assuming from the way you're speaking that you want, perhaps, risen. Yes, yes, yes. yes. But because you're not going to your embalmers guild, you want risen who perhaps are of a not forced to fight on the wall persuasion. Correct. Right, 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 right. Um, I, I see. I have an opportunity. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, but it is dangerous, highly dangerous. Mm. But for if you have two individuals, two, and I need. Uh, this is this is a situation that's going to require some level of stealth. It's 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 should be kept under the proverbial table, um, but mm. also <clears throat> dangerous. So somebody who can take care of themselves and 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 that if you can, I know, I know, I know, I know people that I can put them in touch with. To have certain paperwork uh, filed, and I would be willing to do that hmm. in exchange for their services for one week. Hmm. Yes, that's that's the deal. He says, look, looking around, <laughs> like you know, and hmm, that would be a good offer. Ah. I have two that may work. Come with me. And he starts walking down the hall. Yep. And uh, after sort of like taking a breath and going, yeah, I'm good <laughs> at this like underground uh, angling. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he, yep. he follows along. And as he's walking, and you're going down a hall that is way longer than a house should be. And you realize that since the wall, hall is attached to a what looks like a wall, yep. that might just go deeper. Mm. So he starts walking like, all right, so... As you, of course, know, there are individuals that the embalmers say are unsuitable to become risen, and they're immediately, of course, burned, because, you know, to rise up, usually they're very young and very old. Mm-hmm. But there's also a list of individuals that, for whatever reason, I do not know, they are not allowed to become risen. Mm-hmm. Usually, they're disposed of right away. Right. But on occasion, if a younger embalmer needs a little bit more coin, he'll send one of these unsuitable individuals to us. Mm-hmm. These individuals, let's just say it's it costs us much to acquire them. Mm-hmm. So we don't pull on the in full enforcement of the rituals. Mm-hmm. Because we do not want mindless slaves because that's the embalmer's job. Right. But we do um, hire them out with certain, not limitations, that's a harsh word. Mm-hmm. More like... A switch that could kill them. Hmm. They're allowed to do what they want until we need them. And by not allowed to do what they want, they stand there in silence, mindless. Right. It is a hard ritual, which is why their services are usually very expensive. Mm-hmm. So the problem, mm-hmm. the problem mm-hmm is that usually these are left for those individuals unsuitable who are super strong and 
tough or mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. Or, or have a disposition that would allow them to become what we want. But on occasion, we get individuals that, knowing from their history, might not be suitable for most tasks right. that we want. And we keep them around just in case, but by usually by the end of 10 years, if we have no use, we just burn them anyway. Mm-hmm. We have two such individuals here. Right. These might be the people you might be looking for. Let's try, ah, here we go. And he, he turns to a side and he, you see what looks like just a small uh, rectangular uh, metal door mm-hmm. uh, on, the, on the wall, not door, a uh, cabinet door on the wall. Like he just, he, it's sort of, like, sort of like a morgue where he pulls it out and you see a body. And the, you see the body of David. What do you look like? Uh, my character looks like a uh, slender but wiry uh, olive-skinned uh, man. Well, man is a word. He's 16, maybe if he's a day. Uh, he has uh, long hair draping down to his shoulders. He has uh, tattoos on his biceps and his uh, ribs and his legs. Uh, he is nude and he has tattoos on his eyelids and scars on his face and some of his torso and definitely marks and scars on his knuckles and feet. And shins. This kid was a fighter. This kid got into a lot of fights. His jaw is somewhat misaligned, and his nose has been broken, obviously, a couple of times. And you see, look at you. Well, let's take a look at the nose. Ah, this individual. Let's see. Is there any notes about how he died? And he's, as Pesera is looking through the notes, the camera zooms in towards Abrex's eyes. Mm-hmm. Into his memories. And Abrex is uh, the same child in this sepia-toned memory. And he is currently standing on what looks like smoothed out concrete in the uh, blazing sun of the two suns of the world. And he is uh, yelling at other children who are, as the camera pans out, standing on opposite ends of the aqueduct that cover the city. And water is gently gliding underneath. And the aqueduct and ed, excuse me, the aqueduct edges, the ends of uh, each side, uh, the shores, if you will, are about 10 feet across. And all of the children are yelling, and at once, uh, two children or two teenagers hold a third and one, two, three, and hurl him across. And he lands with a thud safely on the other side. And it is clear that Abrax is the largest of all of these kids. And as the child starts to pick himself up, Abrax slaps him across the face. Get up, get up, get up. You shouldn't have needed help. And then another kid starts to pick up his friend and Abrax shoves him, clearly the bully of the group. And one of the kids across the way says, Abrax, why don't you jump? Jump, jump, jump. Come on. Come on. And Abrax says, no, I don't need to. I don't need to. Because who's going to save you if you drown? And all of the kids start jeering him. All of the kids start mocking him. There are too many for him to beat up at once. And he is caught there in the middle of the daylight. And he decides to try to take a running jump. And then just as he does, 
a swell of water from a uh, dam that has just recently been slightly opened by the city in order to get some excess rainwater out of its tunnels comes surging down on the aqueduct, catching Abrex. And as he tumbles in the water, the last thing that he sees through the blurry vision of being submerged is all of the kids jumping up and down, cheering and running away. And the camera zooms back towards the face of Abrax, toward, then to Passer as well, and Husani. He's like, ah, just some stupid kid died in an aqueduct. Hmm. And the other one is, ah, pulls out another corpse. And Billy, what do you look like? Where David's character is not barely a man, uh, my character is perhaps uh, no longer a young man. He is bordering on 45, maybe even 50, uh, definitely has a Picard-style hair, uh, you know, the um, bald spot forming, uh, but he, he's also very, very gaunt like he, even his chin looks a little bit more not chiseled just thicker he he's not a very attractive man but he without the skeleton without his skin on him right now you would probably be looking at a skeleton he is laying there just you know just completely naked except for like some a pair of pants that they've put on him and uh, one thing you could definitely tell from his uh, skin uh, tone is that uh, he's probably been in the water a little long when they fished him out and across his uh across his arm uh it's a unclosed scar that they've sewed it looks like it's a it's a wound that wasn't healed but they've closed it up with needle and thread there is a word carved into his arm the deer. And with the reveal of Billy's body, you see once again, Pastor goes like, and this one died of, and the camera zooms into his eyes. And what do we see? It's uh, very chaotic in his brain, as if there's missing pieces. At one point, it shows that he is uh, moving through the shadows following what looks to be nobility, uh, a councilman, maybe even some people that Dan's character was talking to previously, or at least were listening in. Uh, then it shows a moment at night where he is holding a dagger and there's a scream of a woman. It shows uh, another flash and he's running desperately, clutching some satchel in his arm as arrows are being fired and the words stop him, he has it, is heard over and over again. As he turns to look one last time over his sh shoulder, an arrow slams right into his chest and he tumbles into the uh, water of the aqueduct and he just floats there sinks drowns occasionally uh, from this murky darkness there's a moment a uh, hint of a firing of synapses and his eyes open and he just sees the water around him and at one point he he's clearly dead but his eyes are open as somebody is fishing something out of his arms and one of the people says, well, what are we going to do with the body? And the guy says, just open the dam. It'll, it'll flood the aqueduct. He'll get washed away. And the camera zooms back to Basser, just looking over. It was like, huh, the notes are gone. Were they not made? Eh, whatever. So these are your two uh, risen 
that are available to you. If you wish, I can give you the words necessary for them to fully awaken. And for you to, if you wish, to use it, ensure that perhaps the switch that kills within their mind uh, kills them. If you need some enforcement, I'm not going to say you are light ship or I'm not going to say how you enforce your rules. It'll, yes, they'll do, they'll do. Perfect. (sighs) All right, then. I guess I'll have to wake them up. And then you see him say some arcane words. Well, no, before he says that, he whispers into your ear the command phrase to basically kill them if necessary. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, once I release them, they can no longer be put back to sleep. That's fine. They the will be word, fully arisen. The word is rutabaga. <laughs> and he says some words, arcane words, and you two suddenly gain consciousness. <laughs> Told you I could make it. No, you could not. <laughs> you see as this st- a short, uh, dark-skinned man with very wrinkly, like, just laughs in your face. Yep, not with a broken nose. <laughs> <laughs> ah! God! I'm not responsible and, for that one. And you see, you see, uh, Shusani, you see Pastor about to say something. He's like, oh, you. Hey. Oh. And uh, actually, you know what, uh, Husani, uh, uh pauses him by like putting uh, uh, holding a, a coin purse in front of him. He he holds it, yep. weighs it. It's worth one broken nose, and walks away. <laughs> Doors on your left, and uh, and then Husani. Uh, I realize I never described him. So as he turns in <laughs> in both uh, both Abraxas and I'm sorry, Billy. What was your character's name again? Vadir. Vadir. Yeah. So Abrax and, and Vadir. Uh, are left alone in this, you know, this 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 hallway uh, with what is clearly a light bringer. I mean, you you both would recognize as he's he's wearing a cloak, so he's clearly kind of incognito. But as he turns, he purposefully like pulls his cloak back, so you can see like the the the, the not the like the the military uniform. He it's it's sort of like the the dress uniform, effectively, if you will, but still clearly identifies him as a light bringer. Um, and, and he turns and he is, uh, he is young, he, uh, not as young as a Brax. He's early twenties at the most. And he's got, he's got that look of somebody who's been, uh, uh, he looks, there's something in his eyes that looks that he looks young and idealistic. Like he stands there, like he's the kind of light bringer that the, the look of him, he's got almost bright uh, flame uh, red slash orange hair. Uh, his eyes are are wide and bright. His uh, he is he is toned. He is fit. Uh, he fit. He he looks good. He's a handsome, young, strapping looking you know light bringer that you would expect to see on on you know on some sort of recruitment poster like he's mm-hmm. he's that level of that you'd expect him to be uh you know top of his class at whatever academy light bringer academy you know etc uh that kind of of of, of, of picture perfect uh, uh uh soldier and uh and he turns in his eyes uh look over both of you and go he goes so uh i've never done this before y- you both understand that what what's happened to you you're you died you you've been brought back not not to serve 
you've been brought back through unofficial channels. You are not beholden to the order. That is what I am looking for. Great, says Abrax as he rolls off and then pukes up some more water, uh, rolls off of the gurney that he's on, and then starts walking out. And uh, as soon as that happens, uh, he, he uh, you hear his voice. I can offer you a life again. He stops. What do you mean? Vidya finally says as he sits up and leans forward, seeming to be handling the resurrection a little bit better than uh, David's th- uh, puking up water. What do you mean? Not. Uh, I'm, I'm taking. I'm going to take some liberty here. You tell me if I'm if okay. I'm if I'm wrong. Uh, not all risen are sent directly to the front lines. There are risen that are exist in the city for different services and roles. I can provide both of you with the paperwork marking you as one of those. You would be free to... He starts to say live and then kind of catches himself to exist in the city without being known and marked and treated and hunted as aberrants. You would have your papers. In exchange, there is something that I need to do in the Madre section. Madre? Madre? Madre. Madre section. Uh, Madre Mountains. Madre, thank you. Yes. There's something I need to do in the Madre Mountains, and I need your assistance, both of you. This will be dangerous. This will be... Potentially, we will not come back. But if we do, I will give you everything I've promised. And to impress upon both of you how serious I am about this, I serve the pulse. What's the name of? Is there a name of the organization of the the like? Is there an order? The Embalmers Guild. Just the Embalmers Guild. Like, is there? Is there? Well, there's the Council of Nobility, and then there's the Embalmers Guild. Okay, so I would say I I serve the council. Like, if I yeah, yeah, you could say you serve the council. That works. All right, right. I serve the council body, and for the most part, mind and soul. And it is with that in mind that I say. I think the council may be hiding something. As soon as you say that, my character's eyes flash open and he hears like the echo of someone yelling at him, you know, stop in the name of the council. And he looks over his shoulder and just sees a wall. Then he looks back towards Dan's character and says, I will follow. I will follow your commands. (sighs) Not commands. Just requests. A shepherd does not deny the stick to the sheep. Do not deny what we are. We are your pets, your slaves. Do not try to honey net to 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 make it a better taste in our mouths. 
We are risen. We taste nothing. We feel nothing. The child over there might pretend to have anger, but it's just an echo of what it was. Isn't that right, child? You wave a stick at me, I'll burn it, old man. The child does not know about the word. A simple phrase to turn us off. Oh, the word of the gods, come on. People tried to shove that down my throat for years. I don't need any sort of lecture or sermon. Then don't believe him. Disobey him. Walk out that door. Continue to play. He'll shout it. And you'll just find yourself back to being meat. Wet meat. Wet forgotten meat. Light shaper. We are at your disposal. And Hosanna uh, looks at that and looks at Abraxas uh, and goes, He's not wrong. I was given a word. But he is wrong in the fact that I... Don't cross me. I won't cross you. That's what it boils down to. I have a job to do. I don't care if the council gets in my way. I don't care if anybody gets in my way. I'm going to find out what's going on there. If you help me and we come back, you'll be free. Both of you. It's all I can give you and all I can offer. Either way, I'm leaving immediately after this. Join me or don't join me. You are both free right now to walk out that door, but you will not have my help. And the streets out there, I know, and other people I work for, you will not have an easy existence without the paperwork I offer. Help me, you will have it. That will be the last you hear from me. After that, you do what you wish. Abrax turns around and keeps pushing the door out of the morgue open and takes a step and in his head rings the taunting echoes of the children that he bullied daring him to jump and his eyes flutter for a second and as it does so they uh, catch a glimpse of glass on a mirror in the hallway that leads out from the, uh, from the, the, the corpse room and he catches his own eyes. And after a moment turns around and says, I'm going to need something heavy and metal. I can make that happen. And, uh, yeah, with that, uh, he's gonna, he's gonna turn and he's going to, uh, get his uh his new uh, uh bodyguards uh some weapons and armor. Yep, and they're already on his sheet. I figure he just he can yeah. Do yeah. That. As a light shaper, you can easily get what you need. Yes. Montage of montage of like some some Shopping traditional montage. <laughs> yeah, no, yes. it's like some Egyptian like punk sand <laughs> punk music playing. As, like, <laughs> it's just like you know he's handing us bows and metal and you know armor. Da-na-na-na. Exactly. Just like that. I'm a musician. Uh, <laughs> yes. And uh, yeah, after a kick-ass montage we can't do because we're not artistic in any way, shape, or form, <laughs> uh, you are f- both fully equipped uh, in the arms and armor 
that you request. And as well as uh, hoods to, if necessary, hide your risen nature. So as like risen, we, I mean, we, we can kind of look human, but we don't yep. breathe. We don't really need to blink. Our, yep. skin, our skin's a little bit, you know, pale. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and like, think of you guys as mummies, like the longer you're risen, the more like traditional mummy you look. Right. So at so. some point, like you're, someone looks at you like, you're undead, but you two are still f- sort of freshly undead. Mm-hmm. And still just freshly preserved. So, you know, you got, I'm not going to say you got some life in you, but you look like you got some life in you. Okay. From a distance. If someone looks up close, like, oh, your skin is a little pale there, buddy. Yeah. So we're going to, yeah, as we walk out of this market, my character is going to throw the hood over his head and he looks towards the, the Dan's character. You lead the way. I was going to say we're going to you know leave as soon as night falls, but it's been night for five years. <laughs> <laughs> so... We leave in the middle of the night. Because <laughs> ah, it's. 10 <laughs> Would you like to buy a leg? In the middle of the night, <laughs> I go walking with my zombies, friends, <laughs> sheep. With, 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 with my uh, what? What is the term that they used in uh, Thor Ragnarok? No, 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 no. Prisoners with jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. So. Uh, so yeah, yeah, and. Uh, as as soon as uh, as 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 humanly or undeadly possibly, mm-hmm. uh, we we head out whichever gate is closest to where we want to go. Okay, yeah, you you go out to towards the eastern uh, gate. After a bit of walking, you head out the eastern gate and you crest, you request as a like. Do you do this officially as a light shaper, or do you no, try no, to do this no, on no, the actually, down low? We want to actually, yeah, no, we we start we start approaching the the main gate and and. Uh, and again, you know, like <laughs> Husani has been a good soldier for a very long mm-hmm. time. He loves his city and he wants to defend it. And he is not used to to doing things uh, in 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 you know un, uh, under the table kind of ways. So it takes him a while. We're, we're they're almost at the main gate before he realizes, like, oh right, they're gonna they're gonna check like they're gonna check the records and see that I haven't been. That in fact, I am on vacation, <laughs> uh, quote unquote. Uh, so he pauses and and looks at the at the two of them and uh, he gets that awkward look that is the look that every uh, 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 you know privileged middle to upper class uh, <laughs> person has ever had when they realize that they're about to ask something that's probably gonna make them look bigoted but they have no choice. Uh, so he kind of looks at the two of them and is like. You look urban. Yeah, basically. Oh, well, uh, you know how to open up a car. <laughs> yeah. uh, so like, do either of you uh, know a nearby way to leave the city without going through the main gates? The aqueducts. Uh, he had a murmur sonders. Isn't that where they both died? We're standing right here. Oh, right. Um, if you could, then I, I will, I will uh, follow your lead, please. Uh, really, you. you're gonna follow our lead? It didn't turn out so well for us last time. <laughs> also, who are you talking to? There's no one but us who died in the aqueducts. <laughs> who are you asking? <laughs> and like my character, Abra, sorry, Abrax looks around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, is there an invisible? <laughs> Come this way. I. He pauses before shaking his head. He then looks towards Abrax and says, I'm sure the child knows how to 
move around like a rat down there. Oh, fuck you, old man. Look at you. Soft skin, calloused hands, feet that slap because of how rough they are, even on cold concrete. I know a rat when I see one. Mm. I'm no rat. I'm a goddamn monster. You? I've known common thieves. You are no monster. He wrinkles his brows and looks away. That doesn't seem right to him before he just shakes his head and says, I would say it's the inexperience of youth talking, but you're no longer growing. Neither of us are. We're just decaying, so let's not take our time, child. And he waves a large hand towards where the aqueduct systems uh, belies. After you. And as Abrax walks by, grabs his balls and bares his teeth. Goes, and walks by. <laughs> I got some fucking groan for you, old man. Yeah. Wait, no, I heard when I said it. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys head off towards the Actuus. The way the Aqueduct system works is they, they're they a marvelous technology of literally a lost age of a time before the night fell. Centuries upon centuries ago, which are still maintained by the Architects Guild. And basically, it's connected to a nearby mountain. Not the Medre Mountains, a different set of mountains, which are basically uh, take the mountains from the snow, snowy, the snow, water from the snowy peaks that melt down and bring it into the city, which of, it of course goes through the basically the more important districts first, the nobility, and eventually reach down to the common areas and then the poor areas, etc. Oh, you mean like something we should do in modern day, but we don't? Yep. Cool. Yeah. Cool, yeah. cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Instead, the we rising pay of the undead. <laughs> yep. Instead, we pay people for the right to use water. On the hands, so it should <laughs> yeah, be yeah, 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 yeah. But of course, with the nature of things, you also know that the poor sections, aqueducts, are not as well maintained as the richer sections, and thus that's why, for example, a bunch of stupid kids could play on it without any guards going like, "Hey, what are you doing over there?" Yeah, there it's just known as the piss and shit shoot. <laughs> Exactly. So you do go to an area of... The, That's going to be the Twitter promo. <laughs> <laughs> you do go to an area of aqueduct that leads out near the end where basically all the refuse and all the stuff that people leave in the water is basically poured out. But even this area is guarded because the creatures of the darkness could enter any which way. So there are no people looking in necessarily. But there are people, there are, as you can clearly see as you get closer to the wall, near that outpouring portion of the of the aqueduct, corpse guard, corpse guard standing silently looking out. Corpse guard as in the risen. Like us. Okay. Yeah, risen but loyal. Those who have been basically psycho-conditioned to serve. Ooh, look who's all fancy selling out to the man. Hmm. And then my character shuts up. <laughs> they all but turn towards they him. <laughs> <laughs> he ducks behind part of the aqueduct. Look, he's so fancy. And then they start yeah, saying, fucking... you can't make that jump. Ooh, I can make that jump. And then you wake up again on his lap. <laughs> you wake up on another slab and the guy's like, you were like, did you try to jump over the aqueduct? Yeah, I did. <laughs> yep. A total little Nicky situation going on. You just keep on coming back. Mm-hmm. Can we not lead him to the aqueducts? No, I mean, we're mm-hmm. going to try. But anyways, I think the best way is to the aqueducts. How high is the water now, hey, uh, Jesus? Uh, but your shins. Not a lot is pouring out currently. Mm. 
But yeah, like you can say, like the aqueduct, which and basically leads to a large grated hole. And above that grated hole, there is uh, about two or three feet of wall above you. And below that grated hole, because the aqueduct is actually on, on pillars. Mm-hmm. So below the pillars is like five or so feet of pillar aqueduct wall. <laughs> and the idea is basically we're going to be following that to each graded hole going down. And that's how we're going to leave the city. Exactly. But there are corpse guards like looking outside. So if you leave through that hole, you might be seen. Sorry, I'm just imagining Billy with your idea. I keep waking up and they're like, how do you keep dying? You don't breathe. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My character, uh, Vadir, crouches down and he's watching the corpse guards. Are they even moving or are they like standing like the dead? No, no, they're they're patrolling because they're they're still – they're not an infinite number of undead. So they have to patrol every once in a while, take a look around, move here, move there. Just make sure there's nothing. I'm looking to see if they have um, a certain symbol on them that marks them as – the official corpse guard, not the uh, knockoff – sweatshop knockoff brand that we are. <laughs> <laughs> looking at them all, they're all official corpse guard. Anyone who's on the wall would be official corpse no, guard. Well, I'm looking if they're wearing something that proclaims that they are official. Like if, oh. do they have a badge? Do they have uniforms? Oh, yeah. Basically, they, 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 I want they to don't know have if I have, fake it. Yeah, yeah, they don't have necessarily uniform, but they do have like the common clothing of the corpse guard. So basically simple tunics. Mm. With hey. like, and I'm going to say a small badge indicating they are loyal. Hey, uh, fancy pants. Can't you just tell them to fuck off? I'm going to assume I can, but you then could. They, they would like effectively report back. They would, they would, you know, whenever asked, they're, like, they're, yes, Lightbringer uh, Husani passed through. Yeah, here. they basically would have to announce, like, oh, weird thing happened. I have to say this happened. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Husani was like, uh, yeah, I can make them go away and then they'll. Go back and tell the council. Not not exactly uh, what I want, hence why I uh, hired two individuals that I hoped had some, I uh, was told had some level of uh, knowledge of how to move around uh, less obviously than I am used to. That's fucked up. Yes, yes, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm paying you for a, for a service um, that I cannot provide for myself. That's that's how this that's how this works. Where are the children? My character says as he looks around. As he looks down, he notes like there's a footprint of a child, like just left over from the mud. And he looks around and then looks towards uh, Jesus's. I'm sorry, uh, David's character. Where do they hide? How do they hide? I'm sure the corpse guard ushers them away whenever they see them. Is that not true? At nighttime, during the ten years, yeah, there's an alcove over here by the grate. If you get there before the water rises, it's a little pocket. You can uh, hide in it. Got to be small though, or uh, and he looks at Usani. I mean, Vadir might be able to make it. There's nothing to him, but. Um, all of your uh, fancy garb might not fit in. And this is why my character is wearing what is conservatively a tank's worth of armor, <laughs> but like draped on a wiry 16-year-old child. <laughs> and so he just like grits his teeth and goes like, I'll make it work. Just get us out of here. Okay. The shoulder pads. You're going to have to lose the shoulder pads. And 
he notes the shoulder pads are like the garb that, yeah, you yeah. know, that you're, that, that the light bringers or the, the light, light uh, shapers, shapers wield, uh, in order to like their badge. <laughs> yeah. And, and, who's uh, kind of stops and, and you can see in his eyes that he never even for a moment considered <laughs> that maybe to sneak out of town on an extra legal mission <laughs> against the wishes of the council, he might not want to be wearing his lightsaber, uh, his, his lightsaber uniform. Uh, but there we are again. You are dealing with like a boy scout who has for the first time decided to like say no to mom and dad and then go on his own. Uh, and and it, it might hit you at that moment that uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know he's he's probably entirely sincere what he's doing. And oh my God, he's probably going to get us all killed mm-hmm. at the same time. Uh, so yeah, he, 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 there's that moment, that moment of silence. Oh, I, yes, yes. And, and yeah, there's a lot of shuffling as he effectively like, like, you know, takes off as much of his uniform as he can while still remaining, you know, covered, like tries to hide, obviously identifying things. Um, he's not good at that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but he's at least like, he adjusts his, his own cloak to, to hide any, any insignia, anything that makes him look particularly soldierly. He, uh, still cannot hide his instinctive, you know, sort of soldier posture, uh, if you will, but he tries. And, uh, uh, Abrax walks over to the discarded clothes on the ground, picks them up and looks at the insignias and says, so, Asani, this is you? It's my robes of office, yes. And he hucks them into the aqueduct, and as they float away, he says, Welcome to the club. <sighs> All right, let's, <clears throat> let's go. And as you pass into aqueduct into that alcove and hopefully out, I need all of you to give me deafness. No, rather not. (laughs) Rather not. And because you're wearing heavy armor, you're at disadvantage. I am at negative three. (laughs) So I'm trying to say. Wait, wait, no. You roll at disadvantage. You're not at negative three. Uh, It says. uh, It gives you negative three damage reduction. Ah, yes. Oh, I'm sorry. No problem. But But all deafness rolls are at disadvantage. So oh, on. disadvantage. So yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Sorry. So I'm rolling a d12? Roll a d12 and you want at or below whichever your deafness is. Oh, boy. And I go. get to roll... Um, yeah, this would... you be able to count roll advantage because of what you are. Yeah, uh, so I get to roll the... And whatever is the best one? Yes. You got it? Yes, yeah. I got a five. You got a five. Nice. I got a one and a five. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I got, failed. I got yeah. a 11. I got a 12 and a four, so I'll take the wow. four. Okay, so since you both pass, how do you save a rich boy's ass yeah, from getting I got detected? An um, as we're sneaking towards this little alcove, uh, uh, the, the Boy Scout sort of like his foot misses and like a bunch of rocks tumble into the aqueduct and a couple of the corpse guard turn and look towards the shadows. And where we were standing a second ago, it's just blank nothing. Uh, and, you know, the camera cuts back and it shows that, you know, uh, Vadir and uh, – David, I'm sorry. What's your character's name one more time? Abrax. Abrax and Vadir has, like, pressed Dan's character against, like, the back of a wall and we're just remaining silent. And then at one point I look down and I see that there's some sort of rodent and I kind of kick him outwards and he runs and scurries across the rocks and the corpse guards seem to 
you know, put one, uh, two and two together and say, oh, okay, it was clearly the road. It must have hit some rocks and that's what caused that noise. And they turned back to start, you know, continuing their patrol. Dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of them has like a, a hand to Hassani's body. Like, and uh, <laughs> he's like, I still breathe. I still need to breathe. <laughs> When and yeah, you know, when they they when they uh, finally like are able to move, and he's like whispers, "Was that was that a rat? I thought they were extinct. I thought, they had, <laughs> I thought they'd been hunted to extinct. Those are a delicacy." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to be covered in insects, and so there, there, are, there are no mammals. Oh, I'm sorry. No, there, but there's a, no, there's no, a, no, okay. No, so I'm, it was I'm, a, no, no, no. That here's was the, a thing, here's the, here's like, the thing. Like, it's mostly insects. There are very small mammals, and they're considered delicacies. Yeah, yeah. So well, like, I, I was then, a rat. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> then, then you know what it was? It was a fucking, like, it, it's the equivalent of the rat. It was yes, like the cockroach. a giant <laughs> cockroach. It's a rad roach from yeah. the <laughs> Exactly. It was just like, you know, I kick rad it. Roach. It turns around and just, like, raises up and it eats me. Like, I'm, <laughs> and it wears my skin like an Edgar suit. <laughs> oh, shit. It has wings. It can fly. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Kick the roach. The roach is like, I get it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Why not just kick me? I'm just a roach. Well, guess what? I'll be around after nuclear winter. <laughs> <laughs> Looks at the gods. Nothing going on here. Definitely not some guys hiding. Ooh, gotta go save the world. What's so important? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm crawling here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And once once the moment has passed, we we continue down the down the uh, the aqueduct, and we stab Dan to death and take the word. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you, you go out of the aqueduct and climb down the wall. I'm not going to make a roll for that because I don't want you to die. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> you, you saw what our deafness and was like. And flee into the darkness, despite the corpse guard staring in your direction, because you are good at stealth, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. And flee into the desert. Yes, we are great at stealth. Yes. I am. I particularly am. <laughs> I'm amazing <laughs> at stealth. I hired zombies that were stealthy than me because I, hope, yeah. I realized I am not still. You know what is stealthy? The dead. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode of Fandible. If you liked it, then head on over to Fandible.com. We've done a lot of games, and I'm sure there's something there you'll like. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Discord. If you find a few dollars burning a hole in your pocket, then you can go to Patreon forward slash Fandible and become a member. You get early releases and access to special Discord chats, and we get to keep the lights on. Finally, please give us a rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. It's super helpful, and we really appreciate it. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.